y'all and welcome to Render's Experiences, lessons on the campus visit experience and rambling conversations during our travels. I'm Brittany Joyce. I'm coming to you from a family vacation out on the West Coast. Y'all, my family and I went to Harry Potter World at Universal Studios Hollywood yesterday and wow. My immediate impression after spending a day there with my 15 year old, teens who have grown up in an experienced economy have high expectations. But the Easter eggs and hidden gems, those are pure gold. More to come on this soon. Meanwhile, in Birmingham, Jeff and Trent got together to discuss two of the most frequently asked questions of our team in 2019. Number one, where did all the visitors go? And number two, how do I get more visitors here? Declining demographics have hit the visit and everyone is searching for the answer on how to entice visitors to physically get to campus. Is there one big best practice or lots of small ideas that add up? Listen on to hear Trent and Jeff talk it out. Hey, Jeff. Hi, Trent. Joyous to be here together face-to-face. It is. I'm in Birmingham. You're in Birmingham. Welcome to Birmingham. I had Thanksgiving dinner at the CAF, as the cool kids call it, at Birmingham Southern College. That's right. That's right. Excited to have you here on campus. I am happy to be here, and I'm happy to be a resident of Birmingham. So, uh, lots happening in the uh, in the, the Render and RNL world, and uh, it's kind of exciting to... Uh, Kind of exciting to be able to talk about the campus visit together, face to face. I know, it's a rare time that we get to make that happen. It is, it is. So what's on? What's going on? I um, have visited three to four colleges a week. Uh, Brittany and I, or sometimes she's on one, and I'm on another. And I think um, there are other things we'll talk about in podcasts. But we're we're noticing a lot of clients are. Demographics or not, are being challenged uh, getting visitors to campus. Uh, some folks are down in numbers. Some are up more on the accepted side, but down on the yeah. free application sure. side. And sure. I think as campus visit consultants, they want a little help on that. So I want I want help on it too, <laughs> I right? I mean, you, wear you know, hats. I mean, our our uh, so I'll wear my VP hat in today, and you know, I mean, our. Last year, when we looked at our campus visit numbers, they were up, but the yield on those numbers were down. And we all know that it's all about yielding the kid. I mean, I think in today's in today's market, it's institutions that are trying to influence yield. That's the only way you're going to meet your enrollment goal. And so, yeah, I mean, I'm doing the exact same thing in terms of looking at our campus visit here and how do we better yield a student. But your question really is about how do we get people to campus? Yeah. So... Right, right. I mean, I think what are some of the basics we have been telling people? Sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, visit above the fold. Visit above the fold on the website on every page. I I feel like I need to probably like listen, re-listen to this web webcast afterward, web podcast afterward, and like make my notes and see if we're actually doing all these things because it'll be a good reminder, right? Visit above the fold on every page. Every page. Don't if you have a sport team, I like. Don't make me have to think back to where to go. Yeah, I mean, I think the other, I think the other key thing in all of this is, as it relates to promoting the campus visit, is, you know, it's the basic blocking and tackling of, of your communications. Good flow. sports analogy it, here in the south with hey, you're football. You're welcome. Um, it, you know, it's the basic blocking and tackling of, of your communication flow, and and I think it's about people in my role and people in, in roles across campuses to look at how clear 
are we making the call to action on visit? How e and and then right and that's that's in terms of getting people to actually like, oh okay, I get this email and how clear are you making it telling me to visit? I think the other piece that I think we could probably talk about for a few minutes is what value proposition are you putting on on the visit, right? I think at one point in time it was come visit and everyone knew that's what they need to do. Now there's a lot of skepticism in terms of like, why should I go and visit if I can Google you, if I can look you up on Instagram, if I can look you up on Facebook. I mean, like one of the things that I've even found myself doing before I go on a trip coming up is I go to Instagram and I type in like the place that I'm visiting and I had to look at other people's photos and curate it that way. And so on some levels, before I even step off the plane, I feel like I've already visited. And so, you know, how, what value proposition are we putting on doing an official formal campus visit of, of, of your campus? I think you got a message or an email <laughs> um, as we're here in your office. I, I agree, right? So I think we've been telling people every every admissions counselor, it should link in their, their email. Every telephone call should end with the visit. Every college fair should say come visit, but yours is the bigger point of what is the value proposition. And we're using the same text from 20 years ago. The best way to find out about us is, the, and we, if they like, we're trying to convince them to come visit. Where in many ways, if they've clicked visit, right, they are coming. But then, what is the value proposition that you're putting out there? Yeah, right. If I mean, that's what why, you're saying. Right. Why should I visit? I mean, like, so okay, great. You need to visit us because, you know, like, you know, maybe it's one of those things where it's small, we have the best right. ham in the dining hall. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> small class sizes. Check. Personal attention. Check. Um, you know what sets us apart? You have to visit in order to in order to in order to experience it, right? I mean, like I think that like we we all as institutions we all have a lot of the same, and so where are we trying? Just like you do on the yield side, where are we trying to showcase what we're doing differently, and how are we saying? A visit is more than coming to an information session and a tour. It's this is why. It's answering the question of why should I come and visit? And it's doing that in your marketing communication. So instead of just telling me to visit, tell me why I should visit. And I think that's a that's a key component uh, associated with all of it. Do, so I think, and this is you, I'm asking you as a vice president, it seems like a lot of uh, folks just think more visit options, more visit options. Mm. And, you know, I was just at one client and, and they added more events and the attendance went down, right? And I think you and I have always said, it more isn't better, better is better. Back to your part about the value proposition that you go to a website and there's three different, am I an individual, am I a group? And we don't go back to your value proposition. We just offer a lot, but not saying when you should visit or why you should do this one. Right. Or... Well, and I think there's also a lot of inside baseball, right? I mean, like we talk a lot internally about like, oh, individual, vi you, individual visit. A family, especially as the first generation population is growing, but a family doesn't know what an individual visit is. They don't know what a group visit is. On some levels, a family is saying, I, I don't want to be there alone. I want to come for a group visit, right? And, a point. And, and, and then all Which of a sudden you get there and you're like, group visits have to be scheduled two weeks in advance and da 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 because that's how we've said. We don't necessarily define those terms. And and so I think that that's, a, that's an important thing to think about as well is, 
you know, just like when we start talking about a bursar's office or, you know, board charges, I'm like, no, it's meal. It's a meal plan. It's not a board charge, right? It's, I mean, that's the old terminology. It's a higher ed terminology. A bursar's office is the higher ed terminology for a cashier. Um, but we don't want to feel like a used car lot. So we're calling it a bursar's office. But so I think the same sort of stuff goes along with the campus visit is we have a lot of these higher ed internal terms embedded in there and we don't define them for families in the process. So you can have the process. best communication plan for the visit. You can have it above the fold. You can have it in email signatures. But I think what you're saying is when you get to that visit page or in that printed brochure, that might be why we're losing people. Maybe, right? I mean, like, I think that in today's day and age, you know, you're going to, we're losing people for, you know, it's the good old adage where 50% of marketing doesn't work. Yeah. The question is which 50% is it, right? So we just keep doing more of it. Mr. Wanamaker. Um, right. And in so this department store. So I think there's a little bit of that same thing with the campus visit is like 50% of our marketing on campus visit is not working. But what 50% is the hard part. So I think if you, if we look at our campus visit marketing, through the eyes of are we answering the why are we demystifying are we demystifying the terms in, in technology and are we making it easy for someone to schedule their visit using the device i'm holding up my phone for the non-visual people in the on their cars right how, how are how is the visit experience actually happen in terms of registering for the visit on on a phone and to me, those are the to me those are the three big things I think when it comes to marketing. Like, yeah, okay, there's emails, there's postcards. You can do digital marketing campaigns in terms of banner ads promoting the campus visit. You know, you can do Facebook ads promoting the campus visit. Um, but it, it, and then I it when it's all said and done, like a lot of our work, we want to have that personal connection with people. And so, if your staff has a personal connection with people and builds that relationship with prospective students and their families, then it's actually going and saying, hey, Jeff, we want you to visit campus. Um, I just went through, I, you know, I get to sign admissions acceptance letters. It's one of the greatest benefits That's and cool. joys of my job. And uh, I had a big old stack yesterday. Do you and, have a pen and, just for that? Um, let's not talk about the pen that I okay. use right now right. because I, I, I don't is the quick answer to that. And I'm in the market for one. So um, if you're listening to this and you have a good pen to sign admissions letters, send it my direction. You can find my information on the BSC website. Um, but, um, you know, and one of the things in there is especially for like some of our like out of state kids that I know haven't visited campus is I'm, you know, I'm putting a little note next to my signature saying, hope you can join us this spring. Hope you can come visit us this spring. And so I think it's about not missing out on an opportunity to make the ask and have that connection with these kids to, to make that ask and to tell them this is why you need to visit. So making the ask, making the ask. Do you, so go ahead. No, go ahead. So, you know, I once had a first generation tour guide say to me, I didn't know you could visit. <laughs> right. I, I mean, I think back to your point of there's that. Yeah. We, we need to allow we need to tell people they need to visit and we need to explain why they need, they need to, visit. to visit and make, and then we need to make the visit registration process easy, easy for them for to them. visit. Right. And then I think going back to your more and better is, you know, I, I mean, I, I think on some levels, what I encounter 
is the more events you have, the more worn out your staff gets. And so, and the more deflated they get. There's nothing more exciting. And you lose equity with and, faculty and you lose and equity staff with faculty and staff on campus. campus. Yeah. And so there's nothing more exciting, right? And all of us in the admissions profession know this. There's nothing more exciting than, than, oh, wow, we have 12 visitors today. Or, oh, my gosh, we have 100 people at our, our, our open house event. Or whatever those numbers are that justify your campus, that provide you that jazz. And then it's about staging the best possible experience for those people. But if you have... You know, I personally, I would rather have one program, you know, when I think about open house events, I would rather have one program with 100 people at it that we stage and execute flawlessly than four programs with 25 people at it that we that we stage and execute flawlessly. Because the same amount of energy goes into executing that flawless program for 25 as it does for 100. Yeah. And there's a lot more exciting in, excitement and energy all the way across campus, right? I mean, it, on some levels, it's, it, it you know, but but you have to, as long as you as long as you can handle those numbers, right? Then you get into that situation of like, you know, if we had 250 students show up for an open house event, we probably couldn't handle them. We probably couldn't stage it efficiently, effectively, and flawlessly. And so as long as we're maintaining the quality of the visit as our numbers go up, to me that's that's the win. That's where the win happens. And so I don't want to have 45 options. I want to have three options, and I want to drive people to those three options. And on some levels as consumers, I think that we oftentimes think like, well, maybe someone's not going to be able to make it. Well, if someone's not going to be able to make it, they're going to come and they and, it's, and you make a value and make a strong enough value proposition of why they should be there. They're going to come at a different time. That's right. I, I, but if you're just trying to be like, hey, come and visit us and you don't make that value proposition yeah. and then it's, not, well, the one time I wanted to come, you're not available. Well, you haven't made a strong enough value proposition case. I was with a recent client and they had a shift in their events and the, the, the didn't they didn't gravitate to the daily visit and when they weren't making a case for you to come visit during the day, when you looked at it, it it why should I? Why should I? So so we have a hunch that ninety percent of the people registering are the parents and the mom. Probably, prob probably right. I'll, I'll go with probably right. So should that, I have no, I have no data on that. So should the language for the visit say who's registering, student, parent, and they go to two different ones, or should it speak more to the parent? I think it should speak to. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe you put in that qualifying question, but uh, I mean, it's hard to know who actually makes the registration. Um, okay. You know, I'm, I'm trying to think about. I'm trying to think about. So, fun fact is, every time someone registers for a daily campus visit. I actually get a copy of that in my inbox, um, which is kind of really fascinating because all of a sudden at like 1030 in the morning, they'll be like, wow, six people all of a sudden run our website right now and registered for visits over the next six weeks, like bizarre um, in terms of that traffic. And then they'll be like, we haven't gotten a registration in a really long time. And so, you know, part of it is just to make sure the registration form's working is why right. I get it. I, like, I actually don't even read it. I'm just like, oh, but I, you know, when I think about when those come in, those are coming in probably at a time that you know, m mom is or dad are registering a kid for a visit, not kids registering for a visit. So, so many people when we go through registration process make us give out so much information before we even get to that option. As a vice president, would you just say, would you cut back on some of that just to get them to register? It's hard because I want the data. As a vice president, but I want if the you data. Want more visitors. But I want the data. I want the data on my visitors. I want the I want all of that data because then if you don't show up or if I want to I want to be able to customize give away the that visit. data when you make 
Yeah, but sometimes it's the nature of the beast, right? I mean, like, I, so I'm, I'm completely torn on this, right? The consultant in me says, the consultant in me says, stop asking all those questions. Because it's a barrier to registering. Yes, the vice, and therefore a barrier to visit. The vice president in me is like, no, we need to have that information. Of course, Jeff, we need to have that information. But the you consultant know, and, and, you would and, say and, is a hunch. But, part of maybe why it's down is we're asking too much. I would argue that it's because we're not making a value. If you again, let's go back. If you make a strong enough value okay. proposition They'll statement, people will fill it out. Okay. Now I think the other thing about it is, is if you if you tee it up with, in order to craft the best possible visit experience when you're visiting campus, we would love for you to answer the following questions for us. Like to me, like then those questions have merit. If, if, if there's a reason. What drives me more insane, right? And I'll put on both my hats for a second. What drives me more insane is, great, you ask me all this stuff. I show up on campus and you ask me all this stuff again. Um, and I think that's happening less and less with the advent of more robust CRM systems and all that kind of stuff. But I still get a sense that happens a decent amount in terms of like, you're going to ask me this exact same information okay. over again. So I'm going to try something new on our podcast. Oh, gosh. Maybe we'll try it. Maybe we'll keep doing it. Okay. I want to end every podcast with renders free things. Okay. All right? So it's this time of year. Um, three things we need to know about Trent Gilbert with the holiday season, since this is December. Ooh. What is your favorite holiday TV show or movie or song? Um, okay, so song is... Um... You're gonna you're gonna laugh and you're gonna be like, of course it is. Um, um, Maka. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows and, Trent's passion for Hawaii. And, and you, I get well, it. so some of it's that. Some <laughs> you of were it's married that. there. Your son's name. Yeah, some of it's that, <laughs> and some of it is like when we like when Adrian and I had Kai, our first son. You know, he that first Christmas season, like every time that song came on the radio, like he like lit up. And so that song was on repeat. And so like, it's kind of become like this like song that just reminds me of like the innocence of childhood and Christmas. So I love that favorite, um, holiday food. Okay. I'm going Thanksgiving on this one. Stuffing man, bring on the stuffing. So family tradition in my house is you make the stuffing. It does. You make the stuffing at the same time. The Turkey goes in the oven. The stuffing does not go in the Turkey. The stuffing sits in a pan on the counter covered in aluminum foil and everyone has a fork and you literally throughout the day you go and you graze and every time you walk by you get a bite of that stuffing so you get like the crunchiness of the onions and the celery and the chicken broth and the stuffing and so there have been thanksgivings where i sit down at the table and i am already stuffed from eating stuffing all day long so my mom gets really annoyed with it my mom used to get really annoyed with my dad about it and so we actually started making extra stuffing to compensate for how much stuffing we ate during the day. Because so. it's an appetizer grazing dessert. Totally. Okay. Totally. Love me some stuffing. What gift would you like to give the admissions or campus visit world? Oh, man. Well, I mean, based on the topic of this, more visitors and, and higher yield. Um, uh, you know, better demographics? I don't know, right? I mean, uh, maybe 18 years in the making, but um, more budget. I mean, there's so many things that I would like to give to, to, to the admissions world. If you're going to make me choose one, which I'm guessing you will, um, um, I would give the gift of more authentic storytelling that resonates with families. And hope, that is all the way around. I hope that gift happens. Me too. Trent? It was good seeing you, man. It was good seeing you. Thanks. All right. See ya.
always, we hope you felt like you were in the room with Jeff and Trent. Side note, Trent gets a lot of email. A few additional things for you to remember. Number one, join us for our first RNL Plus Render webinar on December 12th as we discuss how to cope with Generation X parents on the visit. Head over to our website to register. Number two, subscribe to our renderings blog for updates on best practices in the campus visit and our experiences outside of higher education. You'll also receive Render Waves, our monthly newsletter of what we're reading, watching, and pondering. Go to renderexperiences.com and click blog at the top right of our homepage. Number three, want to collaborate with us? Find who we are, what we do, and an inquiry form on our website. Shoot us an email or give us a call so we can learn more about your goals, your challenges, and how we can help. Thanks for listening to Renders Experiences and a merry and happy season to you and your family. I'm Brittany Joyce, and remember, it's all about the experience.